0: www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. Big goals, big ideas. They fuel our business and can take it to the next level, but sometimes just the day-to-day of looking after your business can get in the way. So join us on this special episode of The Real Bottom Line, where we talk about goals and ideas and how to get them executed.
1: This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started.
0: Hello, and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. I'm super excited today to have Andrea Vonka back for a third time. You know I like somebody when I got them in third times. And today we're having a conversation around big ideas, which really is about big innovation. So and how that can propel your business forward um, and how to actually leash it, you know, harness
1: the power of your big ideas. So welcome, Andrea. Hi, Wendy. I am super excited to be here third time around. Clearly, we make a lot of magic and have a lot of fun together. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me,
0: uh, I sometimes think I see things out there and it says big ideas and big ideas. What do you how do you define a big idea?
1: For me, when I look at a big idea, there's a few things I look at. One is, is it stretching me beyond who I am in this moment? Like, is it going to require me to grow? Is it going to require my company to grow? Is it something that is not just an extension of what we're already doing, right? Mm Because sometimes we can pivot, we can add things, and it's a really good idea. But for me, a big idea is something that causes a little bit of this is exciting and a little bit of like, uh oh, are we really doing this? Right? Like there's that little bit of nerves and excitement all at once. When, when I've got both of those going, I'm like, Mm. okay, I'm onto something. You
0: know, it made me think of a couple of things. Uh, I, the word transform transformative came into mind. Uh, I think the, the big idea can transform your business, can transform your life, can transform all those things. Um, and so I think those become really, really important to figure out which ones they are and how to
1: implement them. Well, it's so interesting. Actually, before I say something, I want to ask you, yes. how do you think of what is a big idea? Well, let's let's kind of make this a full circle conversation. How do Absolutely. you define a big idea?
0: So when I think of big idea, a lot of what you have done too, but I also can sometimes see... It doesn't have to always be necessarily different because I look at the big idea I'm working on in my company. It's actually the culmination of 15, 16 years of work and taking a lot of the things I've done and how I've helped people and wrap and, and actually just packaging it differently and have putting it all together in a way that can be transformative for my clients. So I think it can be uh, taking what you already know, but doing it differently so that it's um,
1: it's hitting a new audience, or it's a new way of doing things. One of the things that's so interesting, we were just talking before we we, we came on air is how it's so important to come together and talk mm. and have conversations with other people. Because look, like, for you and I, we have a little bit of different ideas of what is a big idea. And yet, they're both so, so powerful, right? So as you're yeah. sharing, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that could be true. And I think this is part of the bigger conversation of how we come together we start to see things maybe that we hadn't considered because we're we're used to being in maybe in our own industry or in our own way of looking at things so part of what i'm taking from what you said is is this a big idea can be the whole culmination, right? And so maybe I, I get to expand my my idea of what is a big idea That's a little awesome. bit. So this is really cool. Uh
0: I love your idea of community and building that community. Um I I, I did a podcast interview with someone one, um, Justin Breen. And he talked about small rooms and, uh, and I have to say that when I'm in rooms with people who think, who are growth oriented, like me and are big thinkers, it inspires me to think big. And cause sometimes I find when I'm isolated and I'm not being exposed to others who are excited and doing interesting things, I start shrinking a little bit. mm mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Andrea? Has that ever happened to you?
1: I have. I've definitely found that, like, especially the last couple of years, where literally we were isolated physically Mm -hmm. from one another, not going to the same kind of events and things like this that we were used to seeing people face to face. I know there was the we were all online, we were all on Zoom, like we are now, um, but there's a sense of. When you only see what you see, literally in your in your physical environment, in the same people, the same kind of conversations that you have, your your mind goes down. It kind of creates these ruts, right? And so, it's it's really good if you want to be systematic about things. But when it comes to innovation, creativity, uh, looking at things in different ways, having that out, external stimulation. Whether it's through conversations with people or just going to work in a different environment or talking to people that maybe are not in your industry, right, because it's so easy to just talk to people in your industry to get the best of what's in your industry and yet some of the biggest ideas I have found were from talking to people that are in industries completely different from mine because it makes me think about something that has not been done in my industry and coaching, for example, right? Like I've talked to people that um, bring in material products from from China and how the whole like uh, supply chain has affected things in communication. And it made me think of like communications breakdowns in companies, right? So there's, there's this idea of when we get into rooms and have conversations with people, it it actually starts sparking like all of those little neural pathways and making connections. Yes. And I think sometimes that's where all of a sudden it's like, boom, oh, there's an idea.
0: Right. It's so true. I think about that because, um, you know, in my industry, in the financial planning, financial services, I feel like we're tr- they try to keep us all in a bubble, like all the people like, you know, and so uh, I'm always trying to get outside of the bubble and do something different because I get... I get sparked with ideas and, and that way I can bring things back that and just add, oh my gosh, Andrea is doing this in the coaching industry. That's great. I can see this part of it working in my process and helping my clients. So I'm going to bring it in, right? Yeah. The inspiration so piece. the knowing that other people think big as well is so important.
1: I don't know if you've ever found this. Like I have been over, over the last 10 years and, and all the trainings and all of the things that I've done in some really, really different communities. And I have found for me that when I'm around people that are kind of like status quo and have treated me like, okay, this, this little like blonde thing, you know, like, oh, she cute. Like, I don't, I don't feel an urge to rise. I'm just like, okay, that's what you think of me, whatever. But when I've been around other people where it's like, they see the genius in one another, they see that, oh yeah, like you're really good at this, or you're really good at that. Yeah, you're totally capable of that. I have found that when there is this kind of a synergy, it's almost like an energy that you feel when people bounce ideas off of each other. I have found that when I'm around people that treat me like I'm smart, I am capable, like all of these years that I have put into honing my craft matter, I rise too. So I think it's really important who we have these conversations with. I, I, I really believe that. And I think that, um, you know,
0: searching out ways to have that conversation are important too. So the other thing around big ideas is that, you know, it doesn't just have to be, you know, a better mousetrap. It can be, uh, I think it can be in all areas of your business. Like it could be in your product or service. It could be in how you generate your leads. It could be actually your own professional growth. Cause as you grow, Mm -hmm. your ideas grow. Business infrastructure Mm -hmm. The people and team you work with, the value of your business. Let's dig mm-hmm. into some of these, Andrea. So, um, when you think of product service big ideas, what do you think there?
1: Well, when I look at product service big ideas, right? There's, because for me with coaching, I I work primarily with service based businesses, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's a lot of coaches out there that work with coaches. Most of my clients are not coaches, so it's it's gotten me into some very 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 different industries: design, real estate, naturopaths, right? So. In these industries, one of the things that I I have found a lot working with people that are really committed to their own growth in the business, when it comes to products and services, they're constantly like looking when they are out in in their day-to-day lives in the real world, not necessarily inside of their business, but it's almost like their little antenna are on of, of how is their experience with things. Is it good? Is it not so good? How are they treated as clients and taking some of that experience that they have and then bringing it into their business when it looks at how do you treat your clients? What if we added this to our product? What if we made this a little bit easier? Then there's this creativity that kind of merges with the day to day regular with their industry.
0: Yeah. And
1: we're seeing these like really cool projects and product ideas popping. It's been really
0: fun. It's a space to think sometimes that we yeah. need, right? I've had yeah. some of my best ideas sitting at a fast food restaurant at lunch all by myself. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's um, interesting, like that—that yeah. that time to think too mm. It's important. It's so important. I had one of my clients. She's 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 got really really young kids, and she was creating this new app for busy women who don't really know what to eat and it's probably oh, yeah. help them be healthy and lose weight. Right. But building the whole app, one of the conversations we were having was when do you have time to think? Yeah. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, well, in order to create the app and communicate well with the team and let them know what you want it to do, you've got to figure that out ahead of time in order to figure it out. You need time to think Yeah. where's the time to think. And this is one of the things when we're so busy in the day to day to day to day, Sometimes just putting aside, you know, a couple of hours, maybe half a day to really allow yourself to flush the ideas out, to think like, well, what could this product be? What could this new service be? Is it a good idea? Is it a not so good idea? Just just that space, right? Well, I heard it
0: called something interesting recently, CEO time, right? Mm -hmm. Time just to think and reflect on your business and decide what you need to do next. Because, you know you just sometimes have to surface it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when I think of business infrastructure, for me, I think of um, systems, processes, what am I measuring? What's my IT? And sometimes just in how you combine your IT and all that stuff, your tech can actually be the big idea that, that can accelerate the growth of your business too, or allow you to scale or You know just facilitate the next step for you which can be your big idea because i also think that big ideas i guess i don't want it to be too daunting you know like it has to be like the next um amazon it doesn't i don't think
1: no no it's about what's a big idea for you for you for your company for where you want to go and I think one of the things that actually stops people from implementing their bike ideas is is this what you said the next big Amazon is the comparison yeah like before we, we even get out of the gate like oh maybe that's already been done maybe that's not a good idea maybe somebody's already thought of that instead of taking a look at it and going well if something has already kind of sort of been done then there's a market for it so What's what's my spin on it? How will this be yes. a big idea for me and my company? And I think that's really important to kind of call out that elephant in the room because I think otherwise we we go to the elephant graveyard where
0: can <laughs> ideas go to die. Well, you're putting you're putting um, restrictions or boundaries that are of your own making
1: sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's it's good to be logical and to take a look at things and see is something feasible and. And do your cost benefit analysis and all of those things that comes after you've come up with some of the ideas. Like the first part is just allowing the creativity to go. I don't know how many times I've heard somebody say, and I've had it happen to me where you turn around and you see somebody and you're like that idea like a year ago.
0: Yes. (laughs) I was just thinking that you don't want to be that person to say that. Oh my God, I had that idea.
1: Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in her book, big magic, right? She talks about how creativity and ideas like they're, they're there. And if you don't act on it, the idea will find somebody else. Mm. So, and it's not to be like in a fear place because sometimes it's not the right time to, to act on an idea, but it's at least giving yourself permission to look and go like, okay, if we did this, what, what would become possible? Is that, is that worth my time? Is that exciting? Is it, is there going to be a payoff? Even if it means a little bit of upheaval sometimes in the status quo of how we've been doing things, right? It,
0: it takes a little courage.
1: Oh, absolutely. Courage. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. The
0: interesting piece uh, that I was going to say now was around um, a lot of times we've had big ideas and for a while they shone bright, you know, like, cause they're, they're new and, and shiny and then life, your existing business, your existing clients, or the way that things have always been done can sometimes get in the way. And so it's on the side of your desk until it falls on the floor <laughs> and then it's, you know, and it loses some of its shine. Like, what do we do when that happens, Andrea? How do we reshine those ideas back into being? Well,
1: uh, I think this is, think about this in so many different ways because it really depends on personalities, right? And and I think this is like, what I'm going to say is take what you will with with what kind of resonates resonates yeah. for you because there's different ways of looking at this, right? Sometimes it's, it's literally a, a matter of putting time in the calendar. Sometimes things like you and I talked about this way back when, right? Like there was a big idea and yet, There was no time in the calendar actually put towards the implementation of the idea. So it may be literally a scheduling issue, right? And I think one of the things that's really interesting with scheduling when it comes to entrepreneurs is one of the reasons the shine kind of fades is we want everything done yesterday. And when things don't happen as fast as we want them to, it's easy to go into like, this isn't working, it's taking forever, instead of taking a look and going, okay, do we need to... Shift our timelines a little bit? Do we need to manage our expectations so that then it can go back into the calendar instead of just flying right off? Right. So that's that's one way to dust it off. I think the other way too is to get into, like you were saying, small rooms into community, into uh, even if it's like once a quarter or even twice a year where you can be in a room of other big thinking people just to get re-energized. It's kind of like putting gas in the tank again, right? Like let yourself be re-inspired because it's it's not just about logic. And this is the piece that I think people miss is when they go back to um, the big idea and they don't want to get all, oh, I don't want to get all excited again. And then it doesn't work again right? It's kind of almost like they don't want it. Well, they don't want themselves to get burned again, but without some of that emotion to drive us, right? When we're only in stress or anxiety or worrying, is it going to work without any of the excitement or um, the joy, the curiosity, the creativity that what's this going to do for the world? What's it going to do for me? Like we actually need those positive emotions to help drive the things through the Mm -hmm. challenges. Hmm. So I think both of those help
0: your business is making a profit,
1: you're growing,
0: but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to totalwealthscore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, What do you think? How do you, how do you tackle it when it's kind of not looking so shiny anymore?
0: Well, what I found is um, going back uh, and revisiting the impact that the big idea will have On my business um every and you know um because it can be a little bit of a slog you know I think uh, the Dan Sullivan quote there's no such thing as a bad uh bad idea it's it's the wrong timeline right Mm -hmm. so um thinking about that from that perspective is being realistic about how long something will take um, and I have been totally guilty, Andrea, of not putting in my calendar and then wondering why things aren't moving at the pace that I want them to. So, you know, it's definitely having to prioritize that because when I go back and I look and I go, oh my God, this solves this thing. I don't like this solves this thing. I don't like this gives me this, uh, this other benefit, uh, man, I need to prioritize this. Right. So that's mm-hmm. how I, I, I reshine my ideas is actually revisiting the things that the impact it's going to have on myself and on my clients
1: and my business. Can I actually, I just thought of something if I could add. Oh yeah. There's, there's also recognizing that when you are in the process of starting the project, there may be a temporary dip. And what do I mean? A temporary dip? Like there might be a temporary dip in um, your productivity, or there might be a temporary dip in how well your tech is working. Like I know when we switched CRMs, and we were right in the middle of, of doing some live events and things, people actually opening the emails and things because they weren't used to the new CRM yet. And we had to get people to re-opt in and things, even though that tech, that CRM was going to help us so much more in terms of having everything streamlined where we could see if somebody sent us an email, if somebody sent us a text message. Like it, it was just like, it's an amazing CRM. It was a game There's changer. It's a game changer. Great idea. Mm-hmm. But there was a temporary dip. So I think when people don't anticipate that there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve or that uh, people in your team or people in the company are going to need a little bit of time to get used to how new the things are running because of the new idea or the big idea. And we just expect it all to go like smoothly. And we don't anticipate like, okay, there's going to be a little bit of disruption (laughs) here. Then it's easy to say, you know what, let's not do it but Let, let's just stick with this thing that we have. It's working good enough. Yeah. But when you know, okay, there's, there's going to be, and this goes back to the timing of things. If we know that in the implementation of things, while we're doing the handoff of technology or, or systems or personnel, there might be this like little temporary dip. As long as you know, to plan for it, you're going to ride through it just fine. Absolutely. So I think acknowledging that as well.
0: I, so yeah, I love the fact that you guys have done a big idea around your business infrastructure by implementing a new CRM, because it is going to be a game changer for you guys and how you do your business and all kinds of things. So what's coming up for me, and I think is important to talk about too, is alignment and thinking about how the best big ideas are the, the, sometimes it's the easiest and fastest way is actually to make sure your mindset and your systems and plan are in alignment. Um, And so we talk about that all the time, Andrea, because we have some some clients that we work on together uh, where I help them with all the numbers and telling them, here's what you, if you want your life to be X, Y, Z, here's what you need your business to do. And then you help them figure out, hey, how do I break through any barriers or boundaries I've self-imposed so that I can get to those numbers faster? Talk about that.
1: Well, one of the gifts I really have is being able to see habits and unconscious patterns and being able to unlock them, right? This is the thing when we talk about leadership, we talk about big ideas. It's it's really easy to get excited about what's it going to do, the systems, the structure, all of those things. And yet there's a human driving all of it, whether you are the CEO, whether you are the head of a department, whether you are a solopreneur even right? There is managing who you are because we we have unique energy cycles. We have different emotions. We have things that have occurred in our lives that sometimes we're kind of stuck back there, right? Mm-hmm. Where something happened and now it's like, oh, well, I got burned by this person and then, oh, I got burned by that vendor. And then, oh, well, that one didn't turn out so well. And then all of a sudden you've got this perspective running, this, this focus that says, you know what, I can't really trust people in business. Everybody's out for themselves. You know, I I better keep my idea close to here because if I trust anybody, they're gonna take my idea and run away with it. Now, could that potentially be true? Yes. Does that belief and that filter serve you? Probably not. Because if we're looking at any big ideas, you're gonna burn out if you're the only one who's working on any kind of project, right? So that's just one example of the kind of work that I help people uncover and then shift so that they can actually work in team, trust people, put, put things in place, maybe even from a legal perspective, from agreements and this kind of things. But staying in this place where you've got certain perspectives running the show that mm-hmm. don't serve who the you of the big idea needs to be, it just it doesn't work. And I think that's why it's equally as important to look at who you are as a person, in addition to the productivity, the profits, all of the things that the big idea is going to bring, right?
0: Yeah, because I think you also look at um, mindset, things I've seen that can get in the way is perhaps a bit of a mental barrier to sales, um, because Mm -hmm. you feel anyone who actually goes out and sells is like uh, a used car salesman or something. So you have this preconceived notion or it could be that you grew up in a cycle of boom and bust because your parents were also entrepreneurs. And now you think that's how it works. So you make that happen yourself. So mm-hmm. I see that when we're building wealth plans and also just understanding how you, what your business needs to do to give you your life that you want. And, but yet there can still be, even though this is such a great carrot, this is going to change everything.
1: Sometimes you need that little bit of
0: excavation on the mindset side.
1: Absolutely. Well, this is one of the reasons I love when you and I work together with clients, right? The Then we've got systems and structures in place. We've got a very clear plan from a financial perspective and then they're getting support on on my end from the mindset, the leadership, how to follow through and like keep making decisions. And I got to tell you, like some of the most fun I have with with clients is the ones that they're not in this place of, oh, I'm broken. I need fixing, you know, like, oh, I'm so stuck. They're more like, OK, I recognize that as I'm growing, um, there might be some things that come up for me that are limiting me in some way mm. or that could be could work a little bit better hand in hand. And so they're very proactive. They're not doing this. They're not working with me in tandem with you because they, they think that they can't get ahead. It's more like, okay, I know I can. And I know they're honest with themselves that there are places where sometimes I hold back or mm. maybe I judge myself or like, I've had this happen with so many women that I've worked with really driven, incredible women where they sometimes feel guilty for wanting more, right. where they're like, you know what, like business has gone pretty good. Things are moving along pretty well. Is it selfish to want more? Is it greedy to want more, right? And so you look and you go from the outside, things are looking pretty good in their businesses. Like they're 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 doing well. And yet there's this sense internal of this, this conflict of, okay, I have this big idea, I want more, but but shouldn't I be grateful for what do I have? So reconciling some of these aspects and bringing people back into alignment with themselves internally so they can go make the impact that they want in the world is huge. It's really, well, really big. I like
0: to think that profit amplifies purpose. So the more mm-hmm. profit you have, the more, more you can actually execute on your purpose. You can serve Absolutely. your family, serve your community, serve the, whatever constituent elsewhere, elsewhere that you want to even more. Yeah.
1: I think that's why having money conversations too is is really important,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: I don't know about you, but the way I grew up with money, it was very different than the reality I'm living right now. Very, very different. Yes. And on one hand, I had one grandma that was very um, driven. Like she worked, she had a car, she was very independent. She like, to me, she was like the cat's meow. She was the coolest, coolest. And then I had my other grandma that her whole thing was just find a rich man so that you don't have to work. That's it that's your life plan. Those so are like, both interesting strategies. <laughs> and, and really, really different, right? So imagine, right, like these, these ideas that we've heard growing up, some way, somehow, unless if we've done any kind of inner work or leadership work, they're, chiming away in the background right Mm. i think of them as our
0: operating systems you know like on our computers sometimes and that our computers work away i don't know how it does what it does and i think sometimes that all those messages from childhood are in the are in our mind in our subconscious and they're directing traffic
1: whether you realize it or not so so important When you think of a computer as soon as you boot it up in the morning it like everything's there the programs are there they're running you just have to click on them they run you didn't have to sit there and tell the computer what to do when you turned it on. Mm-hmm. It's the same when we open our eyes in the morning, right? We we have codes running for all kinds of things, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of them are working really well. Some of them are working really well, and some of them are like, okay, we've outgrown them. They're mm. they're no longer serving us. And I I like looking at it that way versus you know the doom and gloom and oh my god, if you've got these limiting beliefs running, like you're never going to create what you want. Like I just yeah, they've served us. They've served I, us, and now we've outgrown them.
0: No, that's it. I. Uh... I, uh, I, the thing that came up to me right now was like, we, we should deal with them before they become the blue screen of death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Andrea, this has been so fun. Uh, what, give me your final thought on big ideas, alignments, all that
1: stuff. Put yourself in circles where you get to talk about them at least like once or twice a year, give yourself an opportunity to be around people that can help you look at maybe systems and structures that can help you think about maybe tech in different ways or your products, be around people that are going to help lift you up, you as the individual who are driving things, yep. but give yourself that opportunity. I think it is one of the pieces that for most of us is like the icing on the cake. It's, just, it's, it's so good for actually allowing space for that big idea to come forward.
0: And, sh- and shine it up again in case you already have it uh is just kind of revisit it and have someone else put their eyes on it with you and then go oh my god that's awesome and then you get reinvigorated immediately so it's cool
1: totally awesome totally.
0: well andrea as always a pleasure and the real bottom line here today is don't forget about your big ideas because they can be transformative
1: thank you for listening to the real bottom line this show is produced by black star wealth executive producer wendy brookhouse to learn more about the show or to contact us go to blackstarwealth.com